Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, Jody F, and Rodney T for your donations to the channel. If you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at annapurdue.com. I want to thank those who are bearing with me while my sponsor and I are getting these ad spots coordinated. I think we have finally figured it out, but I am grateful they're working with me to help me so that I can keep making more content. And I am just grateful to you all. I just want to keep pumping out good content for you. So um, let's get started here. An investigation has been opened after a small plane crash just after takeoff from a suburban airport in a northeast suburb of Atlanta on October the 9th, killing all four people aboard. The Federal Aviation Administration said the single-engine Cessna 210 crashed about 1.10 p.m. on Friday afternoon at the DeKalb Peachtree Airport, and it caught fire. Meanwhile, a private jet carrying 21 people crashed and burst into flames yesterday, Tuesday, October the 19th, while attempting to take off from an airport near Houston, but miraculously, only two people were reported injured. The twin-engine MD-87 rolled through a fence and ignited in a field at Houston Executive Airport in Brookshire. It's about 20 mile, 28 miles from the city. And this happened around 10 a.m. The 18 passengers and two crew on board were on their way to Boston to see the Houston Astros play the Red Sox in Game 4 of MLB's American League Championship Series. The Waller County Sheriff, Troy Woody, told Reuters passenger Cheryl McCaskill said she lost her shoes as she ran from the plane in her Astros jersey. When it finally stopped, everyone went, get out, get out, get out, McCaskill told the Houston Chronicle. We jumped out of that inflatable thing and then everyone went, get away. Another unnamed passenger described running for cover from the smoking wreckage. Well, in December of 2020, a British Airways flight from London Heathrow to Athens, Greece, was forced to divert and make an emergency landing in Zurich, Switzerland on Boxing Day after the first officer slipped into unconsciousness while at the controls. The airline had confirmed all of this was true. British Airways flight BA640 departed around 8.10 that morning for what should have been a nearly three-hour flight to the Greek capital. And as the plane neared Zadar in Croatia, the captain reportedly decided to make an airborne return to Heathrow because the first officer was feeling unwell. In fact, the co-pilot was so sick that the captain indicated he was even considering a medical diversion to either Paris or Zurich. And as the plane neared Zurich, the first officer fell unconscious, and that forced the captain to make this unscheduled stop in Switzerland. British Airways was not able to give an update on the condition of the first officer or explain why the pilot had been sickened. 
A dramatic recording captured the harrowing final moments of a plane that crashed in California, killing two people, with an air traffic controller repeatedly warning the pilot that he was too low and veering off course. Dr. Sagata Das, a cardiologist at Yuma Regional Medical Center in Arizona, was piloting a Cessna 340 from Yuma to the Montgomery Gibbs Executive Airport in San Diego when he crashed into a house in the suburb of Santee. Das and a UPS driver in the neighborhood were killed in the Monday crash, which also left two other people on the ground hurt. Before the tragedy, an air traffic controller instructed the pilot to join the final approach and to maintain 2,800 feet until he was established on the localizer, which means he would be receiving a usable navigation signal on the instrument landing system. But things quickly went awry as the communication suggested some hesitation on the pilot's part and consternation by the controller. Back in the cockpit, after time off recovering from unspeakable worldwide sickness, an airline pilot forgot to start his plane's second engine for takeoff, a mistake that could have ended in disaster if he hadn't aborted the flight. Another pilot, fresh from a seven-month layoff because of the mass sickness and descending to land early in the morning, realized too late he hadn't lowered the wheels and pulled out of the approach just 800 feet from the tarmac. Weeks earlier, a passenger plane leaving a busy airport headed off in the wrong direction, flown by a captain who was back on deck for the first time in more than six months. These potentially disastrous errors all took place in the United States in recent months as pilots returned to work. In every case, crew blamed their oversight on a shortage of flying during the lockdowns. The incidents are among dozens of mistakes confidentially declared by out-of-practice pilots since the state of the pandemic that are stored on a low-profile database designed to identify emerging safety threats. The monitoring program funded by the Federal Aviation Administration is decades old, but it's now flashing warning signs as planes return to the skies across the world. Deep cuts by airlines left some 100,000 pilots globally working skeleton hours or on long-term leave, according to consulting firm Oliver Wyman. Many haven't flown for more than 18 months, but as rising vacation rates allow travel to resume, concerns are growing that a lack of proficiency, confidence, or simply one moment of forgetfulness could lead to a tragedy. It is really a critical situation, says you Harder, a grounded Airbus Southeast Airlines 380 pilot for Deutsche Lithuania and he is an ex- he is also the executive vice president for technical and safety standards at the International Federation of Airline Pilots Associations. The last thing the industry needs right now is a bad accident. While some airlines are providing pilots with adequate retraining, others are offering the bare minimum if anything at all. And Harder who himself hasn't even flown since February of 2020. The regulations that we have aren't sufficient. It's not as if authorities are blind to this. The International Civil Aviation Organization, which sets industry standards, and the International Air Transport Association have seen these risks looming for months. 
Both bodies, as well as Europe's top aviation regulator, have published detailed training guides to help airlines transition out-of-practice pilots back into the air. But interviews with pilots from Asia and Europe and the database of anonymous accounts in the United States reveal varying degrees of ability and confidence among those who have returned to duty, including pilots who have completed retraining programs. That's partly because no amount of classroom or virtual theory or practice in a flight simulator can replicate the real-life pressures of a cockpit. Nor do these preparations fully take into account the psychological, emotional, and financial stresses from the world sickness weighing on airline crew. Aviation has largely been defined by its colossal financial losses. $138 billion last year alone and another $52 billion expected in 2021. Since the sickness brought travel to a standstill. As the industry tries to claw back some of its lost revenue, managing the safety risk posed by returning pilots is an additional burden and one that airlines with stronger balance sheets have the luxury of handling more proficiently than others. Huh, it seems AOC is getting her Green New Deal way with the airlines, doesn't it? I think so. Yep, this is exactly what I bet she knew was coming. The scale of this problem is partly documented in the United States Aviation Safety Reporting System. The database of safety incidences voluntarily reported by pilots, crew, and air traffic controllers. The pilot who tried to get airborne in one engine in December last year said in his report that his recovery from the sickness was heavy on his mind and contributed to his lack of focus. Flight Safety Foundation, a Virginia-based not-for-profit group that advises the aviation industry, said it's aware of the incidences on the Aviation Safety Reporting System database and is monitoring the situation globally. The more we know about potential safety issues, the better we are able to mitigate the risk, Flight Safety Foundation President and Chief Executive Officer Hassan Shahidi said this. So, in a line of work, where there's little room for professional error, the dangers become stark. While most of the mistakes are minor, they, they're still, they include flying momentarily at the incorrect altitude or speed or taxiing across the runway in the wrong place. But we need to know this. Some of the worst aviation disasters are rooted in seemingly inconsequential missteps. And worryingly, the number of incidences tied to a lack of pilot proficiency climbed almost immediately after the world sickness began to disrupt the commercial flying schedules. Uh, Raji Olaganathan um, was is an assistant professor at the University of Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Arizona, and said her she found um all aviation safety reporting system reports that the pilots referred to the, the biggest problem was landing the aircraft and one a pilot described approaching the runway with too much altitude 
I wasn't comfortable at the level I would have liked, this pilot wrote. Well, Olaga Nathan said her findings show airlines need to educate pilots about skill deterioration and build suitability tailored training programs. But crew also need to be candid about their abilities. Pilots need to make an honest assessment of their skills and confidence upon returning to work. United Nations Agency International Civil Aviation Organization usually requires pilots undergo two proficiency checks every 12 months and perform three takeoffs and landings every 90 days. And they're also subject to examinations from doctors um, specializing in aviation medicine. When the medical shutdown began, the International Civil Aviation Organization, they allowed flexibility with the airlines in meeting those rules because, uh, you know, they figured the sickness was devastating enough as long as they, each carrier had their own safeguards. But with flying, com- you know, coming back and now it's full throttle, uh, Montreal-based agencies said they're not as lenient as they were. But even still, the ICAO is still offering 41 exemptions from standards in 11 countries, including Cambodia, Nigeria, and Pakistan. So think about that when you're there flying. They're still very lax with these pilots about what they're required to be for their training. And when you're up in the air, you want to know your pilots are alert, well and trained. I mean, that's key. You need to know that. And so um, pilots at the airlines typically undergo more theoretical and practical training to compensate details instead of actually doing the actual flying. And they really need to be up there flying. So while the commercial flying in the United States, that's right now 17% off normal levels. Activity in Europe flying is actually down 35%. So the shortfalls are even greater in the Middle East and Southern Africa and Southeast Asia. So for those of you or who are listening who have to fly there, I strongly encourage you to reach out to the airlines and find out what type of training that your pilots are getting and um, understand what their conditions are. I mean, this is serious. This is really serious. Um, in interviews, some pilots that have returned to work, they've uh, actually admitted they have a loss of muscle memory that actually once helped them follow their procedures with no problem. But now they're, they're, actually pausing and hesitating in midair. Can you imagine if they need to make a split-second decision and they can't? Crew members who've come back on duty with little recent flying experience have already come close to disaster. And then in September of last year, a Lion Air group plane had 307 passengers. They just veered off their runway after landing at uh, Maiden in North Indonesia. The pilot, he had flown less than three hours in the previous 90 days. So again, you want to really, I I encourage you to really reach out to your airlines if any of you are getting, especially with the holidays coming up and you're getting ready to fly, find out what your pilots, find out what what their uh, training and their re-entry with our pilots into the program is. Find out. Um, So... 
And speaking of, you know, their training, the pilots have had it. They're they're fatigued, they're worn out, they're overworked. So the Pilots Association, they uh, actually had a recent filing with the court to block Southwest Airlines' mandated gene editing policy. And among other things, they argue unilateral implementation of the mandate violates their Railway Labor Act, which governs airline union relations. So not only are they fatigued, they they feel like they're being forced into what a lot of us are dealing with. Um, So now their morale is being beat down on top of it. Again, I think back to AOC uh, talking about how we wouldn't have airplanes. I think this is what they're doing. I think they're really putting the pressure on the airlines. Uh, the Dallas-based airline blamed the disruptions on the air control, traffic control issues in Florida for the bad weather. If you all remember that last week when um, all of a sudden it was a mad scramble at the airport. But, you know, they're saying it was for the weather. If that was the case, why were all the other airlines operating with a lot less cancellations than um, Southwest? It doesn't make sense. But, yeah, that's what they told us. That was their narrative. But uh, the Southwest Airlines, they canceled over 1,000 flights, which was 27% of its schedule. That was on Sunday as disruptions that, they, you know, they were blaming it with the bad weather. So, I don't know. And the Federal Aviation Administration that oversees the air traffic, of course they didn't want to comment. And then Southwest later came out and apologized for travel to the travelers for long customer service waits. And the Dallas-based airline canceled 808 flights on Saturday. And um, American Airlines operates, a, one of their largest hubs is in Miami, and that one canceled 63 main airlines, or 2% of its operation in Fort Lauderdale. Florida-based Spirit Airlines canceled 32 flights, which was 4% of its schedule. So staffing shortages have fueled hundreds of cancellations at Southwest over this summer. The airline trimmed its schedule after the summer to avoid further disruptions. Other airlines faced a shortage of workers after encouraging thousands to take leave or buyouts at the height of the worldwide shutdown, only for travel demand to return faster than expected this summer. The disparity between Southwest's operation and other airlines fueled speculation on social media that employees were calling out sick. You better bet I would be. Earlier on Saturday, the union noted that the company's recent announcement that it will comply with the Biden administration's requirement that federal contractors must mandate staff take the DNA manipulation exercise is contributing to distractions for aviators. Make no mistake about it. Due to months of staffing issues and inefficient scheduling practices, we have been operating at a higher than normal operational risk, the Union Safety Committee posted on Saturday. It said reports of fatigue, like I said, which require pilots not to fly, are triple historic norms.
All of these challenges have led to an added distraction in the cockpit. This week's mandate announcement by Southwest Airlines only exacerbated the situation. And still there are those who will comply with the tyrannical mandates, while those courageous ones are standing on their principles. Uh, Rudy, he is a poster. He posted on an ad, uh, an article from um, the Citizen Free Press, titled, Florida Flights Canceled, Air Traffic Controllers Conduct Mass Sick Out to Protest fact, uh, the You-Know-What. Well, this guy wrote in a response to it. I love what he wrote. He put, If you've ever wondered whether you would have complied during the 1930s Germany, now you know. The saying goes, Seek the truth and you shall find it. And not that you find the truth by passively accepting what authorities tell you is the truth, like herd animals unthinkingly obeying their shepherd's orders. Yet, almost nobody actively seeks the truth. They only passively accept as truth what authorities tell them, and so become unthinking members of herd stupidity. So, These pilots are taking matters into their own hands. Uh, I'm hearing some good news that what they've been doing is working with some of these airlines. Uh, This is a crisis, folks. We are in a crisis. We need to be praying for our pilots and and staff, uh, especially the ones who are opposed to this tyrannical behavior that's been taking place. So I'm, I'm urging you, please keep your pilots in prayer. And if any of you are getting ready to fly, please contact your airlines before you take off and find out what their procedures are with their airlines. 